1: You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
0: For the Dallas Morning News, I'm Christopher Wynne, and this is a special audio report. Deadly Fake. 30 days inside fentanyl's grip on North Texas. Every day this month, the news is publishing stories that examine the local fentanyl crisis from the families affected by this drug to the medical community and government agencies trying to manage the problem. And in the space where you're listening right now, we're dropping these occasional audio reports throughout September. We want to introduce you to some of the journalists working on this project so they can tell you about the stories that have moved them the most. You can read all of this good work, plus see photos and videos at dallasnews.com slash deadlyfake.
2: My name is Sharon Grigsby. I'm the city columnist for the Dallas Morning News. I'm also one of the senior reporters in the newsroom, having worked here for close to four decades in both reporting and editing roles. In my current job as city columnist, I report on North Texas issues, on its institutions, and most importantly, its people in hopes of making life here better for everyone.
1: Be in each serving, you know? Who knows how much one little pill can have? Very frightening.
2: Colin is like a lot of teenagers. He experimented with drugs, but in his case, at age 15, he suffered an enormous trauma. He found his older brother dead by suicide in their family home. And at that point, what had been experimental drug use, mostly pot and a few pills, it spiraled hugely into much more serious drug use. The first time that Colin took fentanyl, he had bought what he thought was Percocet. But this time, as he recalled, that pill gave him a lot bigger high And you have to remember that these fake pills, which are illegally manufactured, they contain wildly varying amounts of fentanyl. So that's why some kids die when they take them for the first time and others don't. So in Colin's case, fentanyl actually became his drug of choice. By the time he was 17, he was taking fentanyl regularly and In May of 2021, he suffered an almost fatal overdose. The way Colin describes it is at that point in his life, he had really given up on himself, but his mother hadn't. So much of this story is that journey in and out of drugs. He pulled himself out of the grips of fentanyl addiction and today he is more than two years clean and sober.
1: Doing my best. Just doing my best. You know, I'm at work and I'm just like, uh, I could use the money. More money won't hurt. So, but uh, happy to be here. I'm grateful to be alive.
2: Colin comes across as so carefree. You would never know what he's been through. But in his job at the tattoo shop and really throughout his day-to-day activities, he doesn't miss opportunities to talk about his experiences and to just, in all sorts of ways, show gratitude for the new life he's been given.
1: And then three days into withdrawals, I'm like, my body will die if I do not get more. That's how it fucking feels.
2: Colin is all of our kids whether it's my two sons or the children of our readers, his story illustrates what all young people are grappling with today. It's a lack of self-confidence. It's fear of not fitting in. And all of that is hydrocharged by social media. Anyone who meets Colin will see the buoyancy and the sort of just genuine joy in his life. He does not come across as somebody who's like, got his shoulder into a crisis of fighting addiction. He manages to do this with a real light heart and light spirit. He just began his second semester in Dallas College. He works two jobs. He's a piercer in a Bishop Arts tattoo shop, and he's a barback at a nearby lounge. He recognizes that he works in industries that can be somewhat friendly to drug use, but he guards against any kind of temptation by making sure everyone knows his story and actually using his work when the time is right to tell people one-on-one about his recovery from addiction.
1: Effects of it, the effects on your body, like withdrawals. What I had to go through, how addictive it actually is. The availability for treatment. I mean, we need more treatment centers.
0: Inpatient Inpatient treatment.
2: Inpatient treatment. And how's school going so far? It's going pretty good. Enjoying it. What's the best class?
1: I really like my speech class.
2: Some people might think, well, this story is less dramatic because Colin is into his third year of sobriety. And that's so wrongheaded, especially when it comes to young people. Colin has to choose every day to stay away from drugs in the midst of a society where so many of his peers use drugs and where social media makes them so glamorous and so available. and. Also, because younger people tend to understandably think they are, you know, going to live forever. And his fight is perhaps the most important story to come out of our Deadly Fate project. Not just because it's someone who today is on the other side of fentanyl abuse, but who is going to have to think about every decision he makes for the rest of his life. And that's the reality of addiction. A couple of things I think are really important for people to know. One is that as I've occasionally mentioned in my columns, I've been in recovery for substance abuse myself for almost 19 years my drug of choice was alcohol but addiction is addiction no matter what substance you turn to that means i know firsthand what a cunning and powerful hold an addiction grips anyone with um and i also know so many of us do get to the other side of that disease so it's really important that amid all the tragedy and alarming facts that our deadly fake project has exposed we must make sure people understand there is a hopeful part of this issue and that's the part that Colin's story explains if every person who reads even one piece in our deadly fake project will talk to everybody they cross paths with, especially young people, about the reality of any pill actually being deadly fentanyl in disguise, that will mean that our project was successful. I've written way too many stories in the last year about victims of fentanyl poisoning. I want to write more stories like Colin Temple's.
0: You can read Sharon Grigsby's story right now at dallasnews.com slash deadlyfake. And keep checking back. We'll be dropping new stories every day this month. You'll also find a link on the Deadly Fake website to share your own story with us. Today's episode was produced by Christian Vasquez. If you want to hear more of our special audio reports and listen to our daily news roundup, then just search for the Dallas Morning News wherever you get your podcast. You'll find links to all of our audio content, along with a special membership offer just for listeners at dallasnews.com slash listen. For the news, I'm Christopher Wynn. We'll talk soon.